This podcast series is brought to you by World of Coffee Dubai and DXB Live. Expand your specialty coffee brand into the fastest growing specialty coffee market in the world by becoming an exhibitor at the next World of Coffee Dubai in 2024. I will be there, so head to worldofcoffeedubai.com and join the mailing list to get notified when booth registrations become available. Check the show notes for further details. Welcome to the Daily Coffee Pro by Map It Forward Friends. I'm your host, Lee Safar, and joining me today on the podcast is Edgar Brassani. Um, and this is a part of our series from World of Coffee Dubai. It's just that neither Edgar or I are actually in Dubai. Let me explain what happened. Uh, on the last day of World of Coffee, the third day, uh, we had some incredible conversations. And the conversation that I had with Edgar was absolutely up there with one of them. The problem was all the files got corrupted and we have had to re-record the conversations. So Edgar has at like no notice uh, done me a solid and is re-recording the conversation with me and we were going to we are going to explore the same question that we did at World of Coffee. So Edgar, thank you so much for doing this. My pleasure, Lee. Thank you so much for having given me the opportunity to to come back and and, and talk. It's my pleasure because the the conversation that we had was, I think, the gateway to a conversation that's going to start to happen over the next at least decade. And um, so we're exploring the same question that we explored the other two days at World of Coffee, and that is what is the future of specialty coffee in the Middle East? So from your perspective... First of all, maybe give people a background about what you do, and then we're going to kind of catapult into into that question. Well, um, I have played many roles mm. in my career, you know, starting from being the director of uh, Brazil Specialty Coffee Association. I managed um, as a CEO a large agricultural division with coffee kettle, uh, eucalyptus and a roastery and coffee shops in Brazil. Uh, and nowadays I have my own exporting company called Latitudes, which is the only one in Brazil that does the 34 different regions. Wow. Thus, I can do canephoras of high quality and also Arabicas from the entire country. So this is what I'm doing um, these days. And of course, I have a chance in, in, in my position to travel and I travel 180 days a year, mm -hmm. which is sometimes a lot. But I enjoy, you know, we have so many friends in coffee nowadays that uh, some of my best friends are, are coffee people. And you collect Tim Tams along the way, right? Yeah, you know, <laughs> the, the the package you gave me lasted for two minutes because when I opened and I gave it to my mom and my dad and my brother, they were like crazy about Everyone's it. Everyone's a Tim Tams slave fan. Yes, I have to start importing from you. Hey, you just let me know where to send them and I'll hook you up. All right, I'll give you the pleasure at the end of the interview. Perfect, perfect. So let's talk about the future of specialty coffee in the Middle East because it was really wild. Um, the kinds of things that we saw in the Middle East, I know you spent a lot of time there, so it wasn't wild for you, but me going in there uh, and I had high expectations Um they well surpassed my expectations of what I saw over there. For you, especially with being somebody who exports into the region, what are you seeing as from a green coffee perspective is going to be a real game changer over the next, let's say, decade in specialty coffee in the region? Um, we have to remember that uh, the region is such a nice place to be. Mm -hmm. You know, I've been there 
so many times, not only to Dubai, but um, to Qatar, Kuwait, and um, and I'm dreaming this year to go to Saudi Arabia. There's so much happening in these yeah. countries. And what I like the most is that every time I go, I, I have my checklist is to explore the, the new coffee shops, you know, because mm -hmm. there are so many. And so many of them are specialty coffee coffee shops because um we we see today um a trend of uh, um coffee shops opening and they, they are all after you know high quality coffee and this mm -hmm. is a region where people have the resources they have money enough to pay for whatever coffee it is offered if it is a coffee that is extremely expensive or not but of a high uh, quality so they invest they go out we have to remember also the culture so um, since drinking is not a habit and um, it is not allowed most places, um, socializing happens in coffee shops. So you see the locals, the the Miratis and and also the expats all you know visiting coffee shops and and, and enjoying. It is not the case of um, people that can only afford the coffee, which happened in many countries when mm -hmm. we had the the pandemic. You know, people wouldn't maybe go. Or even after the crisis in the U.S. and back sometime when people would give them the pleasure of having a coffee, but they maybe couldn't um, afford having a meal in a in a in a good restaurant. But coffee is a different story. It's more, um, I think, it is easier to to you know to spend money in in, in coffee. It is not so much. It's, it's something that is out there for everyone. So I see them always following the trends whatever happens outside um the, the middle east you know is happening there they are bringing they are really traveling a lot making efforts um i see new products i sport um coffee pulp tea which is a uh, um similar to cascada but mm -hmm. it's um it's, it's dried in a different way so it is um much safer it has no residue it has high antioxidants high uh chlorogenic acids content it has fibers it's probiotic it's amazing um so i have clients that export them that import them and then they they prepare concentrates but i even had a chance to to try the the coffee pulp tea in the gummies uh, version of it you know like the hadi bowl yeah they were delicious the, um, the the this company three coffee roasters they had not only the gummy bears with the <laughs> doing cascara, so much aren't know? they but they also had one that was called Spanish latte. That was a combination, a white and a black one. The one what was the, the the coffee. The other one was the milk, which is you know a famous drink in in I, the region yeah. still. You know, and also we have to you know people say, oh, we don't want to serve Spanish latte. Um, I think we have to be um, democratic and and understand that some people have their preferences. They love sweet things and. The important thing is that people consume coffee and the more we offer good quality the highest the consumption will be mm. and and um and a number that i have been mentioning and if you know anybody hears me talking is about the growth you know in in, in demand for coffee every year um and when we have a number of two percent a year which is not a lot because um you know specialty coffee grows much higher than than two percent in many countries uh, we will have to double the production of the world by 2050. So we have to reach 300 million coffee bags. You know, who is going to to be the players? You know, Brazil, of course, has a an important role in this growth. We have um, 
Indonesia, Ethiopia, uh, Vietnam, of course, these are the biggest players. But then also question mark for Uganda and um, China. You know, China, I was recently yeah. in China before coming here. I was one of the brave um, people to to cross the borders of COVID wall in wow. China. Spent there eight days in quarantine and I had a great chance to visit. I, I'm an Yunnan um, ambassador for, for, the, for the qualities. For the for the coffees and, and and their qualities, and and I've seen that the world is is doing their homework. You go to China, where in the past they had they had no tradition of um, specialty coffee, and now you have geishas, you have special preparations, mm. and people are always trying to find new things. and And even my project has a, a sentence: we 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 say every coffee tells a story. Mm. You know, Latinos, my company didn't even need to exist. You know, I just connect people i connect farmers to roasters this is what is important you know to 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 bring the stories of all these um small farmers and and even from brazil people have a different um idea of our reality and maybe because when the specialty coffee association you know brazil specialty coffee association was founded it was founded by some big players and so people were visiting mostly these uh, farmers that were starting the specialty coffee movement so they they had the idea, you know, people have the idea that all farms in Brazil are huge and and, and massive. It is not true. Mm. We have, you know, maybe 90, more than 90% of our farms are small, small producers. And they're getting even smaller every year because, uh, you know, fathers, they they died, they split the, 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 the farm, you know, mm. for the kids. And, and then you have, if you have 10 hectares, now you have three hectares. And, and so this is what happening. But the beauty um, of, uh, of the Middle East is, again, the fact that they can afford to bring all these new items, new things, and um, they are always updated. Um, the consumption is is good. It's extremely good. All the countries are, are, are doing um, a lot of efforts to bring specialty coffee. I'm very happy that the event happened. Uh, it has been happening there. I've been judging the 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 brewers competition i've been always very active uh, doing presentations at the, the dubai um coffee event but this one the world of coffee dubai is Amazing. in the calendar you know, for the second year um i don't know how are they gonna do it that there's i imagine there is a lot of um, other countries you know hoping to 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 explore the possibility of um of bringing you know such an event to their countries but it was amazing a very nice crowd nice companies nice people nice presentations so dubai you know is one of my favorite spots mm. uh, we've already been booked for next year which is going to be very exciting um yeah. and it's going to be bigger next year i mean i don't yeah. know how you top this show it was fantastic dxb was live fantastic. did an amazing job um Shout out to Fadi and the team. It was so good. It is incredible. You know, even during the pandemic two two years ago, you know, the, the show wasn't um, only the, the 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 world of coffee Dubai. It was not only coffee. They had other sectors there in other halls, but they are always doing state of the art mm -hmm. events. You know, they are so careful about selecting things and and offering. They are very correct people and. Um, mm -hmm. um, and, and I enjoy a lot being in the Middle East. You know, the the culture is is also beautiful. Beautiful, you know, uh, beautiful. yeah. It's so respectful, and um, 
Safe. And, and it's safe. It's such a safe. Wild you know, how safe it is. People, I think people have the wrong idea about it. They really do. <laughs> Brazil has issues, but uh, no, it's not the entire country that has uh, problems. It depends mm. where you are in any big capital in the world. Mm-hmm. You can have problems if you're at the wrong um, mm-hmm. place at the wrong time. But Dubai, you can walk 3 a.m. in the middle of, a, of the street. You know, alone, nobody will um, do anything. You know, this At is all. very safe, and um, and there are so many opportunities. You know, in terms of uh, tourism spots and restaurants that are amazing, and coffee shops. The coffee shops are just like scenic, and uh, you can select How what. Beautiful, are they? I never book uh, a hotel with breakfast because um, why? You know, why the food's great, food. the coffee's great. There is so much to explore. So I, I spend my time uh, every morning going to a different uh, coffee shop or visiting uh, friends mm-hmm. that are some um, f- clients and friends that are friends forever. Yeah. So Dubai is the hub. And also we have to remember what they have created with the um, DMCC, which is an opportunity mm-hmm. for people that um, wants to bring their company to Dubai, they can be there, they can place their office, they can even receive letters and or have call, phone calls uh, received, even if they are not there, they have the service for that. You can um, have your independent um, room where it's your office uh, and all the um, other possibilities they, 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 they have for, for the ones that are working with them. Like you can rebag your coffee, you can store and warehouse your coffee there you can give trainings using their labs you can roast your coffee there you can pack package different ways so it is such um, um a thing that helps you know the entire middle east to to expand their their their, their present presence so in the in, in the uh, getting back to to the end of your question you know when we talk about this 10 uh, next years this next de- decade certainly the middle east will play um a, a very important role as other regions will do, but they certainly, you know, have um, have seen coffee um, something. So I'm, we are blessed that the Middle East is um, so involved with the high quality coffees. And what we have to do, actually, and what worries me is that by China being number one in 2040, you know, they're growing very fast. Brazil is going to be number two. Uh, we are consuming um more as a consuming nation you mean or a growing as nation a consuming, uh, mm-hmm. consuming nation yeah Dubai, um china will be number one to 2040 brazil will be number two us number three um we are growing and we also have to remember that brazil and, and us they consume more than 20 million bags mm-hmm. but brazil has only 200 million people you know the us has 300 million people so our consumption per capita is higher mm-hmm. uh, so this is um what we have to 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 think now is um, how do we create a system where producers and importers and, and roasters collaborate to 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 give back to the producers a price that is um, something that will make them stay in business? Because um, we've seen all this volatility of the market; it goes up and down, and most of the time the producers are paying the bill, you know, and they are the ones suffering because they have an industry in open sky so we have hail we have rain sometimes mm. you have heat we have frost you know we'd hit brazil and that's why the prices went up so so much but now um although i see a forecast for brazil of um, 
a little bit more than 50 million, but the the news and, and the fake news sometimes say six to seven or, or so yeah. you have numbers with a difference of uh, 10 million bags, which is ridiculous. You know, we have no no right numbers, but this makes the, 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 the market to be very crazy and the producers, you know, the prices go up and down. Um, but then um, how do we maintain people uh, producing coffee and how do we um, continue to grow in specialty coffee? Because back in 2002, we were offering still very little in Brazil, you know, only 300,000 coffee bags because mm -hmm. it was the beginning of specialty coffee, 1991. We had the control before of the government and the Brazilian Coffee Institute. We could not export direct. So only a few companies had the permission. So your coffee would be mixed with other coffees from other producers, right. not necessarily good quality coffee. So Brazil was a quantity supplier, not a quality supplier mm -hmm. because of this control. And of course, I'm not criticizing because, no. you know, it was also helping other sectors of the economy. I'm just uh, um, telling um, you how um, it, it took a little bit longer for us to shift to mm. uh, specialty and i think we are doing our homework we we are more than i i'd say these numbers are also not official you know we have no control of the of the specialty but people say around 8 to 12 million bags which is a huge increase over the mm. years but all these beautiful coffee shops that we see in the middle east and everywhere they are always after specialty coffee so the production of specialty coffee has to grow you know it has to follow this this opening of new coffee shops because otherwise people will be fighting for the same coffees, because uh, uh, if uh, only you know commodity coffees uh, continue to 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 appear. But um, before he, uh, being in Dubai, I was in in China visiting um, visiting Yunnan, and I was surprised, and I was so happy to see you know the hard work of these people mm -hmm. and uh, how they are now producing good quality coffees, geisha coffees. They were having so many fermented and aerobic double fermentation. They they are doing everything. So it's good for everyone, and um, and we have to 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 explore these countries and 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 and, and give them a chance because it's hard to start. But then once you oh, yeah. start good quality, it's um it's a different story. And also Thailand, I I had to leave China because of uh, of COVID increasing, and um, and the numbers said that eight hundred million people would be infected uh, infected and two million people would die. So my parents really got crazy and asked me to, to please leave, leave. yeah please leave yeah so i i managed to find a way out because there were there were no many flights you know available mm. every day a week later i could fly out and i flew to um thailand and i was i was also visiting some friends roasteries and and, and mainly the specialty coffee producing regions and i was surprised you know it was so beautiful and these people are trying to to make the new generation stay because this is go also going to be a collapse. Um, nobody wants to work in the fields anymore. You know, in Brazil, you know, same course, same. Teenagers will prefer to work in a mall, in yep. a restaurant, and um, certainly they won't. You know, select uh, coffee picking as their priority. It's very hard. But if people see um, a reason, if they are getting getting better paid, so kids will stay rather than try to leave. You know, their their their, their mm. farm. There, there are opportunities in this specialty coffee is different. You have visitors. There's always something happening. It's incredible how I look back 20 years ago and, and where we were, even in terms of the competitions and quality mm. and where we are now. So that's why I think coffee is so exciting. Um, there's so much happening all the time. We always learn. We have to be humble because there is no 
Uh, we don't know what's next with it. Yeah, we, do, we don't know what is next. And also, Australia is such a like a fantastic place for me. I love it. You know, I love the quality of the coffees. I love the service. In Australia, the, the, the only bad thing is that you go to a restaurant, you, you ask the waiter for an advice on, on some of the, of the mm -hmm. dishes, and then he describes it so well. You want that dish. You want that. You want and everything. You ask about the other one, <laughs> and he describes it so well that you also want the next oh, that's... one. But everything is... We're very proud of that. <laughs> you have to. It's impressive, and it's beautiful. And even if you go to a very small cafe, you will have the best, oh, yeah. you know, <laughs> the best coffee. And this is what makes, I think, the industry, um, you know, advance. And, um, and I'm very happy that I'm part of this industry. Yeah. I, you do raise something that's very interesting uh, just in the last couple of minutes that we've got that I want to explore with you. Um, how does it work if China's going to be the number one consumer, Brazil's going to be the second largest consumer, and they're both producing regions? It sounds to me that a lot of that production capacity is going to have to now be used locally. What happens to the rest of the world if we add to that equation that there's going to be a collapse of industries around the world as younger generations decide to move out of coffee production? How do we actually keep up with the uh, with the yields that's required to keep coffee that's consumption up? This is the trick, tricky question because mm. uh, it's it's how we find ways to pay producers better to continue mm -hmm. and people there. And even for, as I was mentioning before in Thailand, they are, it's incredible. You go in the middle of, um, of this coffee village and you will see these beautiful coffee shops, extremely well set with Marzocco mm -hmm. machine or even other uh, good brand machines, like stunning places. And people will be there spending the week visiting. So this is a, also a way for them to add more money you know, to, to the production of coffee because you you produce coffee, you you harvest at a certain time and then you process, but then what next? You know, you have to take right. care of the farm, of course, but how do I bring more income? So this is something. Uh, it's finding alternatives for people to continue, for students to go back. And I, and I think now that um, I even have a presentation I do sometimes when I'm invited by the government in Brazil, um, I talk about the careers in coffee. There is so much, you know, mm -hmm. you can be an engineer and you can, you know, a civil engineer and you can be designing coffee shops. You can right. be a or an agronomist or an agronomist be taking care of a farm. You can be an agronomist, but you can also be a trader being an agronomist because, you know, you know, the yeah. production of coffee, you can learn about roasting and you can even my partner, one of my partners, Pedro, is a young talent that I brought to the company so that I could, you know, start slowing down my 180 <laughs> days traveling. He's a complete agronomist. You know, he's a complete um, professional in terms of uh, he knows about the agronomy. He, he knows how to roast. He knows how to cup. And he's a trader. So this is the people we want mm. for, the, for people that have the answers and and. Mm. And so uh, th there are many possibilities. You can be a barista, you can be a roaster, you can own a roastery, you can be um, a coffee owner, you can um, work. E-commerce, all of it. In e-commerce, you can be in marketing. You know, coffee is there and, and so many opportunities um, exist. But, um, but, but then, of course, these countries will consume coffee more and more. That's why the production has to follow. Uh, you know, this, uh, you know, only 2% is going mm. to double the production of the world. 
uh, and it's not very far, you know, to 50 right there to 40 for China is out there. It's very close. So we have to to keep on going and um, stimulating these people to continue investing in coffee so that we find otherwise. Um, and that, but also going back to your question, not many producing countries are very large consumers of coffee. I remember back in right. 2006 when I worked for the ICO on a pilot project to increase consumption in producing countries, and Mexico as a producer was consuming only 800 grams per, per person. You know, it's which is not very much annually. Brazil, annually, yeah. So we did um, in uh, India, um, Mexico, and Indonesia. We were um, trying to apply what happened in Brazil, uh, the Brazilian case of success in 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 taking off again in in consumption to these countries because mm-hmm. we, we had a problem also in '65. We consumed 1965. We consumed more than 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 four kilos in coffee. Um, wow. And then later we were, uh, when it was 1988, we were consuming two kilos, a little bit more than two kilos. So it went down. The quality was so bad that people were shifting to juices and other beverages because mm. they had the impression that all coffees were bad. But why? Because they mixed corn, they mixed, you know, they left all mm. the bad things of coffee, casca, the, the, the husk and everything they would dark roast and, and sell to people, you know, a way to make money. But they were stupid because they were shooting their own foot. Mm. Uh, so the industry came and they created a purity seal. This purity seal would be um, stamped on the on the on the coffee package, and um, only if you had maximum one percent impurity. We are not talking about quality yet, but people started to say, "Oh, this is pure coffee. It's not a mix right. of things you know, that people are offering right. us." Later on, in two thousand and four, they created three different seals: uh, traditional, superior, and gourmet. So mm-hmm. these ones were then um, uh, selecting qualities. And so the, they started working with the, the consumers, explaining, you know, the difference of this one, of this is a hard cup, this is a soft cup, or this has, it's a medium roast, this is a light roast, this is a dark roast. Just And, and also talking to the doctor's community, because um, anything we had in the past was the coffee problem. You know, you have a... a um, a headache, it's coffee. You have a stomachache, it's, it's, um, it's um, Stop drinking coffee. coffee. A right. finger, your finger is in pain, it's coffee. No. <laughs> so they, of they, course. We, we have to talk to the doctor's community and start, you know. Did the, you I really? Remember, yeah. I still really, yeah. But um, but we had to talk to the doctors and, and, and also bring the positive effects of uh, drinking coffee. Uh, you know, the, the concentration, antioxidants and, and everything. Yeah. The, that are so many like Vanderbilt University um, investigating. Um, so it was fun, fun to see how this um, happened. And then these projects um, trying to, su- to support other countries and other projects were born after this one's the, the pilot project like Toma Cafe in Colombia. Colombia was also not a huge consumer of coffee. Brazil is, I think, uh, one that consumes the most um, in terms of producing and consuming. So there is also opportunities out there and that's what mm-hmm. worries you because these people yeah, can start it, and that's what i'm thinking right like if, if if producing countries are shifting i mean it's a, it's a clever strategy right because now you disentangle yourself from the sea market you yeah. are now starting to sell locally you don't have to engage uh exporters and importers and 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 the rest of the supply chain which leaves the western countries 
trying to cultivate their own growing regions, which we're doing here in Australia. They're doing it in California, but they're never yeah. going to be able to get to quantities that service the whole country. Yeah. Maybe yeah. in Australia, we've got a small. Yeah, because that are the limitations of um, of um, climate and, and soils that are right. available for that. And also we have to worry a little bit more. You know, this is one even more factor to complicate the, 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 the scenario is global warming. Yep. You know, global warming is shifting production different directions. It will, of course, in terms of Brazil, shift production to the limits of a, of a 23 degree latitude, yep. which is the precornial line. Um, but it will go to 24, 25, maybe an explorer. Mm -hmm. We have possibilities there. But when we talk about Central America, we don't have mountains that are, no. if you go up the mountains, you're going to a more uh, limited area. Mm -hmm. The higher you go, it's smaller, it's not bigger. Mm -hmm. So if one or two degrees happen, um, a lot is going to 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 be um, um, impacted, impacting, yep. in, 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 impacting us. And we also have all these problems, you know, the World Bank says that in the next three decades, we will have 1.4 million people leaving Central America and Mexico because of um, it's the climate refugees. So we yep. have a um, a future of uncertainty, but we have a future of people that love coffee and they will always be trying their best, you know, in um, researches. We have so many research institutes in Brazil and in other countries. In Brazil, we have UFLA with you know, the IAC, the Instituto of Campinas, uh, other um, Incapere, Inspirito Santo. They are all um, researching and, and, and trying to find um, varietals that are more adapted to mm on heat or to scarce city of um, of water uh, trying to you know and of course also trying to come to combine that with quality um and even the 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 robustas you know robustas are a new trend this is a trend that i love i'm also i became a coffee ambassador for uh, the robustas amazonicus um this year i've been selling these coffees already for four years but this year they invited me you know, as one of the people that travels and, and brings their stories to be an ambassador for, for them. And I was surprised when I had a cupping um, in Cacuao and we had coffees from 82 to 92 robustas. So we had all the R graders, you know, using the R grading um, protocol. And I was like, oh, my God, you know. I mean, that's the future, right? Like that's what everybody was talking about at World of Coffee. Yeah. This is the future of the future of fine canaphoras, uh, you know, because of course mm. the canaphoras are there. But the way they did in the past by picking everything, you know, the earliest uh, yeah. possible and and putting fire as you know, if, like the rocket fire, you know, burning everything uh, yeah. so fast, uh, it gave them a bad quality. But now it's a different mentality of this new um, producers, young people that I visited that I was like in love with and also like tribes of Indians um, producing coffees. And, and we have to remember and, and, and mention that these people, uh, we are not like in incentivating people to, to grow coffee in tribes, uh, <laughs> but they have other products. Yeah. But what happened is when um, they were giving their land and their land was, um, was um, how do you say, um, they, they, they have their piece marked as their right. area. This was given to them, and these were areas like a treaty. Were, yeah, this was given to them, but taken from other, bought from other people that yeah. had to give that area to them. So they inherited this, you know, other not only coffee but other 
other things Crops. which they continue to to produce and sell as part of their uh, uh of their income so you have this these families and they are organic um beautiful stories and and i even met uh, a small indian named edgar that i was like totally Aww, how I have nice. a picture in my instagram with this little indian very small like Aww. two years old Bless. On my, on my, yeah it's a blessing to have an opportunity to travel like this and see and meet these people but the um the job of the robusta amazonico is like impressive um, I, I definitely think that's going to be a theme at next yeah. year's world of coffee i think given how much people were talking about it at world of coffee yeah. this year i think it's just going to be i mean people have to start adapting from now people have yeah, to start realizing I, and that's a good idea you just have given me. You know, I will bring this selection of um, 82 to 92 coffee uh, coffees and, and I will organize a cupping. I will yeah, talk to Hot. Please let me know. To have something because it's, it's important that we give these people a chance. Um, and of course, we have to remember again that um, we cannot expect um, Robustas Amazonicus of high quality to be you know, traded and sold at, by at four dollars a pound. No, yeah, because people just they, they just want people to people are greedy it. and they expect it, right? No, it cannot be. You know, it, they they are the, the, the it, their coffees. You can drink alone. You don't have to blend them with anything. Yep. You know, yep. you have so many other exotic um, um, tasting notes that uh, it, it's beautiful. It's it's delicious and it goes so well with um, lattes and cappuccinos. You know, with I, milk. It, it's delicious. Are you are you importing that any of those coffees into Australia? Um, to be, um, I know I can, I think I can say yeah. Ona took some bags, okay. um, some boxes of our five kilo packages because they were, um, um, I think they were studying also for Link, which is a phenomenal new roaster that I fell in love with, and I even <laughs> want to import to Brazil. It's so easy, it's so. Um, because and this is the reason why am I um, uh, joining this project? If I can say about it, can I? Go ahead. We we have it's, to wrap up in two minutes, but go ahead. Use yeah, the okay. two minutes. But the, but the thing is that um, these roaster, this, it's it's affordable. You know, producers can use it. That's why I'm really Perfect. happy about it because it's just checking density, which is easy. You don't need a master roaster to roast your coffee. So this is going to give producers a chance to get to understand their coffees better. So this is something, but then these coffees wow. are being sold to, to Australia, and they are in academia in 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 Italy and in many other places. Um, so I've been promoting, and I'm I'm really sure that this is going to be the future. Uh, so many different different taste profiles, new profiles. People enjoy. I love it. I love when I drink these coffees alone, and I say, "Wow, you know, okay. it's." I, and I had a and I have a book, and I had to, you know, now I'm writing the sixth edition of it. Uh -huh. and it which and you have to include this. I have to shift because I always had like the 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 as low quality, you know, ah, because it was, now that's changed. Had, uh, yes, but this has changed, so I'm yeah. changing this because uh, I have to to give them the the right um uh, information you know about yeah. this beautiful um new product that's going to be out there for all of us well you and i are going to have some of those coffees next year at world of coffee with a tim yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely i'll bring it in you have the espresso <laughs> and uh, but then you have to give me two boxes i, I will one. absolutely like i said to you i'm going to get you to send me your address i'm going to send you some tim tams but i will bring <laughs> some extras so next you. year <laughs> It was, it was so nice. You know, we don't have that. So Imagine I can't tell people, you. People I, see that in a coffee shop in Brazil. Oh. They, 
would be blown up, you know. We ended up being the social booth of world of coffee because of it. Everyone was coming uh, to have Tim Tam Slams. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> I, I wish I had been invited the first day because I would be <laughs> back every day to, to have my You were my one of the people that got to sneak away with a whole packet. So yeah, I, true. Yeah, that's there true. are a lot of people that asked us for, for packets <laughs> and I snuck one in for you. So Edgar, this was fantastic. Again, thank you for being so generous with your time and at the last minute being able to re-record this episode. It doesn't disappoint at all. It was well um, worth it. The information is fantastic. Can't wait to have you back for a series later this year and to have you back on the podcast at Worlds of Coffee next year. Thank you so much. It is my pleasure to be given a chance to talk and, and, and share a bit of, um, of all these things we talked about. And Thank I will you. see you definitely soon. Inshallah. 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 <laughs> Peace, love and peanut butter, everybody. Have an amazing rest of your day. Thanks for tuning in, friends. There are two ways you can support this podcast. Firstly, become a paid member of our YouTube channel. Secondly, you can join our Patreon for as little as $3 a month. Both have options for exclusive ad-free content and early release content. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. The Daily Coffee Pro is produced by Map It Forward and the music you're listening to is called Run 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 off of my album Laundry After Midnight. To get older episodes of this podcast, as well as more information on Map It Forward, head to mapitforward.coffee. You can find links and more information in the show notes below.